0: So we're here, I hope everybody is having a good week, and, um, definitely been that seasonal stuff coming on, um, being pretty busy as well, and the spring is definitely coming early, you can kind of tell over here, and, uh, so I hope that whatever season you're in listening to this, um, whatever time of the week or day, weekend that you're in listening to this, um, that you're having a good time in your year, and that this is definitely your year, whatever year this is you're listening. Um, if you've decided to think about things, reflect on things, and I've definitely reflected on a lot of my deeper insights here, and actually I've gained some new insights coming into a lot of realizations in Conversating with others and also going about the busyness of life um, really excited about a lot of the things that are coming through and changes and um, I've come to a much more mature understanding of expectations and interactions and just a lot of things that I want to go over with you and so the one thing, the one foundation or the base of this episode, uh, the floor, if you will, that is holding us in gravity in this episode. If you want to think of it that way or imagine what holds a brick onto a floor, what holds a rock onto the earth. This kind of thing is going to be, we're going to talk about the word no and why the very profound reasons why you might hear the word no or why people in your life might have to tell you no at the time and i've went over a lot of uh the journey in my own life and just the philosophy around reasons and ways that i've had to evaluate and continue to evaluate and this is because it's um Important to do this um, No matter how painful no matter how um, Wrong you might be for a while uh, No matter what you learn, even if that you've learned that for a lot of it you've been wrong, but for a lot of it you've been in your right to feel the way you feel this kind of thing even if it's not what other people agree with or what other people will so, getting to the point here, getting into the going from foundation inside, um, inside behind the door here of no and all these kinds of things that we expect and all these expectations. There's a whole other side that I've experienced with the word no where I've started to actually understand. Um, the boundaries associated and even just starting to understand um even certain politics and i'll get into that which i didn't think i would because i'm more about policy and local support i'm not really a political person but why not i mean if this is a good metaphor it's mostly for metaphor's sake it's not so much um that I really give a fuck about politics, or who's running, or any of that. I really don't at this point. I have um a much busier life, and I know some of you do as well, and I've come to follow in your footsteps of not buying into the voting, because I don't feel like our vote counts anymore, and that's a whole nother thing. So this is not a political stance by any means. It's a, it's an understanding, it's a pure understanding of um what happens when you go from like a radical um, stage green leftist understanding some of your views are going to be values that are from the left and the stage green, kind of like I talked about in the last episode if you get into this um deeper with me the other things though, some of the right hand political right hand path or religious or whatever you want to kind of think of it as, are a little bit foundational, and so this is why the middle is kind of a good balance. And so what does this mean? This means that you can have something like immigration policy, okay? And you can say, and this has a lot to do, you can compare this to homelessness if you want um, in life or whatever it is. Um, And we'll do that. We'll use this as a metaphor to compare it to the homeless problem we have. Because I've really come to understand a lot of what is happening. Um, Being that I didn't end up on the streets, and I'm very grateful for that. However, I, I understand a lot of perceptions that will would lead people to be in a situation like this because of our society and because, um, obviously, the decisions you make in life do matter, and they do put a timeline together that results um, in a story that will kind of lead to results and outcomes that you're not going to want, and I've um, respected that in my own life, but um, when you look at immigration, getting into the metaphor just to kind of back this up, when you look at immigration and you see the argument for like open borders and then you see the argument for like, what about supporting immigration? I've always, 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 and I always will have more of a stage green belief on this because I've had people very close and have had very close relationships with people as a teenager and an adult, um, teenager, dating, adult, like family, friends in the family. Um, couple of them, and there was not necessarily any immigration help, and people have to do what they have to do, which includes, like, find trust within, like, let's say you're the one they trusted, and, um, being that there was no kind of legal help, right, and that is understandable in a point, like, at some point. Especially if you've known someone, you've known that they're good and they're not going to cause havoc or chaos. That kind of thing. Then it's in everybody's best interest to work as a community, right? Well, then comes the open borders where there's no kind of look or background of regulation. And I used to really think that... There's, um, and I still, again, I want a more open society and all of that, but there probably should be some monitoring and some, um, expectations of folks, just like there's expectations when you go into a homeless program, there's expectations when you go and live with somebody, and understanding the word no means what is the other person going to do for their own life for themselves it's like maybe you care about your your friend or your family member a great deal but you've had to tell them no maybe you're on the other side and you listen to my episodes and you're going well life doesn't always work that way it's not always easy as building community and you're absolutely right i've been on the other side of this actually i've seen recently my other friends go through this and i've also seen where i've kind of avoided i've had to avoid this in kind of getting life together um and that has a lot to do with the maturity levels of where you're at in life and If you're somebody who has had to tell somebody no, I really cannot, and I've talked about this in way earlier episodes where you might have to tell somebody no, and I was okay with that for that time in life when I wasn't experiencing this time in life, and that's the problem with going off of one authority. I want you to have more than one podcast, more than one YouTube, etc. And I'll get into that in the show notes and further into this episode because I do have something that takes a look at that, uh, more than one and many and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, but when you have to tell somebody, no, I don't have the money, no, I cannot co sign, um, this kind of thing, um, it is painful to do, but sometimes it can be, Necessary if you're your home, your life, your um, you're not based on these programs. I've grew up around social workers who kind of had these things like built into their home, like some of these programs for disabled people. They weren't for families and they weren't for people that wanted to necessarily do for themselves. It was like people that chose to kind of I'm going to take this program or maybe some of them really didn't have that kind of decision making for themselves and they had to they had to go and have you know this this really really crazy level of assistance and help because they couldn't really be independent and they didn't really have privacy but it was built into really close friend of ours like a me and um her were in a really close relationship when I was a teenager and that was kind of my early signs of a lot of my, um, a lot of my things and that has nothing to do with this, but a lot of the early signs of like wanting to be more community oriented, wanting to be more kind of in a more, um, multi-community or community within community kind of a situation in relationships, right? And so... But sometimes, you know, her mom, being a social worker, would have to say no to people who didn't need this kind of criteria to save it for somebody who did. And she actually had to say no to us at one point when we were looking for a place to live. And this is back um years and years ago. Like, we were really young, starting out, like, getting out of being teenagers. And um being really close and involved in that community, I never understood why... Now I kind of half get it, but we shouldn't have never pursued this. But point is, um, is that she had kind of a built-in social worker type program where this is what she did for a living. And so when you grow up where people are doing this for a living around you and you're seeing this and you're benefiting from this even partially like i was at one point and um going off of resources and things like this you're growing up in a very stage green and you're kind of assuming that like that's how life should be and that's how things should be that's how everybody innately should be and this is a very moral it becomes very moralistic for you um but that's That does come with a catch and it comes with an expectation of people meeting a certain criteria, a certain qualification, not wanting or being able to have a certain lifestyle that you may or may not want, that you want the choice to have or whatever. And that could be a no reason. That could be a reason for no. There can also be somebody could ask you to co-sign. You don't really know them well enough. You know, I've, I've went all ham and all on the other side of this. when it comes to co-signing, when it comes to um, people not being in a close enough relationship to be able to co-sign for you, Um and that they're scared and all this kind of stuff. And I've definitely been on that side. However, there's the other side of it where maybe they've been, they've had to look out for themselves because they finally got themselves established. And It's one of those things, and this gets it down to politics and policy again, because I don't actually believe co-signing should be allowed anymore. I think there needs to be some other program in place of co-signing, because for one thing, you're too reliant and too parasitic. It's not that it's bad to co-sign if somebody can, but if somebody can't do it, it's almost as if you can't function in getting a place to live, in getting a car, etc., and so by having this, um this, oh, we you're gonna you can get into this but you have to have a cosigner. You can buy this car, but you have to have a co signer, then either the person who is co signing is taking advantage of you and having a power trip over it or you're taking advantage of them being kind and co signing and you're having a you me, are entitled to kind of power trip over it. Now, that's not true in all cases. There are some really healthy relationships within family, so please don't take it wrong. But I think, personally, there should be professional services that are more on a social-based, like a social services type of co that through your, um, especially if you're um, in a situation where you're on Social Security or you're on... Um, medicaid or nhs or um whatever kind of um disabled health insurance or senior health insurance like medicare or um something along those lines um where your insurance can cover your well-being with like a professional cosigner now i'm not saying there wouldn't be problems with this idea but i don't necessarily know that it should be up to you're hoping somebody will do it kind of a thing, especially if they're family or especially if they're friends and They don't they can't do it. They're trying to get themselves established and um It's not very balanced in that way and it's The credit is so crazy the way that it's relied upon in our society that it's Um, and it's not allowing room for credit to breathe and grow within a person by having co-signing kind of things go on. Um, But I do think there's very healthy relationships, again, just to reiterate that, where people can have um, very close relationships and be able to co-sign for each other. But, um, and this is gonna come down to like, what are we doing about the homeless problem? People cannot, it is becoming dangerous. When I say in previous episodes, it's dangerous and scary to help your friend nowadays, it actually is. And I don't say that with malice or sarcasm or anything. I mean, it really is kind of scary because we're, it's not that we're not abundant. It's that our resources, we're having to go and get resources. And it's almost like we need more homeless programs and accountability for people to follow in these programs um ours is very we're very lucky it's a case-by-case basis um once you get in the door they don't really say it that way but it technically is like a case-by-case basis for other people around us that we've seen and for ourselves um luckily and so that kind of helps make this um a realistic program to follow And the reason why people might tell you, no, you can't stay here or no, you can't, um, I can't co-sign to get you a car is because there's a lack of accountability and following through on your part. And if you were to stay with somebody, how long would it have taken for you to get into some kind of programming, especially if you got really comfortable at their home, especially if you got really comfortable in, um, kind of everything they have and things like this, what what would you actually do at that point if they were to allow you to stay forever? Some people could maybe do it temporarily. Some people could help in other ways outside of just like that being the only way they could help or whatever. Some people could make you feel welcome and hang out or whatever. That's cool. But um in spending time within this program, I've been in the family transitional program for about six months, and I can't picture that it would have even worked to stay with anyone for six months, let alone sharing property with family that I used to share with, being that living with people really is crazy if it doesn't work anymore. Now, again, there could be arrangements made if it's more on a permanent basis and everybody has of equal value to offer, and that's definitely fair. But in an unbalanced case like a family where a family is homeless, it's not going to be a balanced con- uh, contribution anyway. And I really wanted to go outside of my own self here in this episode and get very logical and practical and somewhat political to reiterate and kind of get into this point with you as to why sometimes um lack of accountability is a good enough reason even if it's painful, even if it feels like Rejection or it feels like like what am I supposed to do or whatever in the grand scheme of things and in a long-term um, Big-picture um, Lifetime it's actually good for you to be told no sometimes and I hate to say that and I hate to be the one to tell you that If you're going through that, but it is actually good for you sometimes now there are cases where if you're in a program, you have to fight that program's resources. Um If you've done the work or put in the time into that program, that's a whole different story. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But... When people are getting their life established or they're in a long-term process of getting their life established, it's not going to benefit either one of you to sometimes be... Um, let off the hook so easily into, well, good, I can just crash and live life this way and all this kind of thing. Now sometimes you can maybe do both. You can have the resources to get the programs while getting help from somebody and rooming with somebody, but that is not very much, they're very, that's not very practical in most cases. And that might be done if family that you're already living with happens to be in um, a life that lives a life where they can support you better in that way. And some people have had to do that. Some people have been able to use that as a resource. Um, But this is more of like emergency housing, um, family transition, these kinds of things, which cannot be, again, equally contributed no matter how much like even trying to throw money and is not going to solve the problem because that money is being taken away from your accountable process to establish your life and it's going to contributing to um to saying thank you to somebody who's helping you and they're going to need that money because you're taking from them however it's um at the same time it's taking away from you actually getting established in life and that's why it's like imbalanced in this way we have a lot of imbalances that with some more programming can be solved um definitely but it's that's where accountability kind of comes built in with these programs because you're not so comfortable that you're going to want to crash at somebody's house for too long or any of that. And I've actually seen the other side of this recently. I don't know. There's been many, many events and experiences and things I've seen with people. And um, things I've watched them go through that I didn't want them to go through. Um, through social programming have been able to maybe help them put a stop to them having to go through something because of programs that they may not be aware about that now they can leave other people alone kind of thing. And it really just woke me up into these insights and realizations that, wait a minute, I was there once. Holy shit, like, I was there once. And it's um, it comes with accountability, and it comes with uh, doing your time sometimes. Um, when you're at the bottom, when you're, when you hit rock bottom, you have to do your time sometimes within that rock bottom. And then you can come up for air and it's refreshing and it's, you never take things for granted again, but that's, um, getting into the many, um, metaphor that I gave earlier too, though, um, it's it's actually it does have a great deal to do with accountability because my daughter was asking me a question the other day And she was asking me about why is this person different? Like why did you tell me not to? worry about this person, and why is this person why did they act different in the office and Now all of a sudden you're cool with them Well because they acted like themselves their other selves outside of the office or like themselves outside of the office And they have to act, they have to be a certain way within the office setting because that's how we keep this program running. And I was trying to really explain this to her, if any of you guys have any parental ideas on this, but about the idea that people wear many hats. And then I thought of, because I've been studying a lot of different insights from the specifist and he did the episode Many Selves that I'll put in the description and he talks about there being many selves um, throughout his podcast. This isn't the only episode, but where you're going to act differently with one person than with another. Now, I, I sort of understand there is going to be a resistance to wanting to understand this or to see this that you're going to have. So one of the things that to go over here when it comes to having... And um, the episode about many selves is talking about the not only the many 12 to 16 personalities that we think we have, but it's almost like he goes into the shards of glass, like shards, selves being shards. So you have your selves as patterns of habits, um, like emotional habits or things, habits of getting triggered where you don't know why you're angry. I'm not myself lately, but you're a different self, for instance. And now this problem of unconsciously being unaware of ourselves and unaware of our emotions behind our patterns, or being unaware of reasons for being triggered, like deep seated reasons perhaps, or the way we grew up, or maybe some trauma, maybe not having anything to do with that person making you angry or you feeling angry it could be a lot of this takes shadow work, which he's known for kind of on his YouTube channel um in years past, all the shadow work um that he's done in YouTube and transitioning into his podcast. So this episode is more about a huge question and pointing to just realizing how self-aware we all should be in these moments of going from self to self. But that's kind of why I refer to being one with self, loving self, or loving in self, or being aware of self, I don't say my and use words like that that kind of give the ego a grip or any of these kinds of things. So kind of a really deep look of insights in this episode here um, that I hope can help to um, enhance understanding. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself, take care of our lives, take care of each other. And, uh, life is reality, Hit that reply button on Spotify or link to voice message in the show notes below. And, uh, check out the Many Selves episode in the show notes below. And, uh, let's continue to do this work and grow and stay connected. Thanks again.